Welcome to Coffee and Change, a podcast where we talk about change in our lives, our work, and our world, and how we're managing it. On this episode of Coffee and Change, I interview Angela Mendoza, who after nearly 15 years in operations, sales, and call center management, decided to make a career change and pursue her passion for change management. In our discussion, Angela shares learnings and gives us a glimpse into her journey of how she became a program manager leading organizational change for a healthcare system. Enjoy the conversation. So thank you, Angela, for joining us today in this uh, discussion. Why don't you start off by introducing yourself to the listeners? Yeah, thanks, Bill, for having me today. Definitely excited to chat with you about all the, the great work happening in change management. I'm Angela Mendoza. I am a program manager of organizational change management at um, in the healthcare industry. And previous to coming into the change management world, just a little over a year ago, I was a manager in operations of a call center um, of a utility. So kind of um, a little bit of a diverse background, but um, yeah, excited and, and love the change management work and excited to talk more about it today. Thank you. Yeah, I know this is going to be a great discussion. So you and I met um, a couple, I feel like it was a couple years ago, and it was in that realm of operations and call center. Um, and I think the, the, the way in which uh, we interacted at the time was really in that deep operations, um, you know, expertise and project management and all the things that came along mm-hmm. with uh, keeping those things going, um, the calls being answered, things being routed. There was a lot of technology discussions at the time. I'm curious from, from where you're at now um, and, and from when that time that we knew each other, you've since jumped into, as you said, uh, organizational change management on program levels and in a different industry even. I'm curious your thoughts or your opinion on um, how that, how that um, transition came to be. Like, did you always know mm-hmm. that you wanted to really do change management? Um, I know when we interacted and we worked together, there was a lot of passion that came out around the change and that was what was so great to work with you. So I'd just love for you to kind of recount um, how, how you got to make that career change. Yeah, no, I think it's kind of like over here chuckling to myself, thinking back to uh, when we met and just, I think the, the introduction of change management in that formal uh, capacity was, was kind of a, almost a foreign concept to me at the time, a couple of years ago. Um, and so I, I wasn't quite sure really what it meant and, you know, what you and, and your team was doing until I got to kind of see it in action. And then, you know, just learning more about it. It's, you know, some of those things I was already doing in an informal capacity, you know, informally change management, you know, we're focusing on communications and training, which were some of my responsibilities in my previous job. And so, um, you know, I think a couple of years ago, no clue really what change management was, but the more I learned about it and I was like, I'm, very passionate about people. I've my entire career has been around people, whether that's been internal um, employees or just in the customer service sector and focusing on the external. Um, so the more I learned about it, it was like, wow, this is this is good stuff. People are the most important part of of what we do in, in any business or industry that you're in. Um, and so I was kind of out there just looking and, and seeing what different opportunities were available and the change management position was um, kind of presented to me and I was, it was definitely intrigued and really thinking about, you know, what they were looking for, uh, 
um, I realized how much of my job was already kind of practicing that change management uh, perspective. So I, I jumped at the opportunity to, to be able to really formalize that and really hone in on um, trying to make a difference in uh, our team members' lives. Yeah, I love the fact that you you focus on the trying to make a difference in team members' lives. And I think it's interesting how you point out, and I think it's always really important for people to hear that there are elements of change management um, that people are doing and they don't even know it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there, yeah. there are aspects of it. You had mentioned communications and training and checking in with your team and you know helping leaders communicate and find out what they need and coaching them. So I'm, I'm excited to hear you say that, that you recognize that and you said, hey, this is something that gives me energy and passion. Um, and then you sought out the opportunity. I'd love for you to share a little bit about um, when you were looking for those opportunities, um, given your background in, in the operations and the project management and leading, you know, leading teams, you know, there's a question I actually was asked the other day by someone who um, is starting kind of down this path of change management 101 and, and learning the, the tenets of it. And they asked me a great question. They said, is it more important to have change management enmeshed or embedded into project management? Or is it mm-hmm. more important to have a project management kind of approach in a change management program in order to get the stuff done? And, you know, I found myself kind of starting the answer and then changing it and then starting it and changing it. I would love your thoughts on that because you've been in both worlds. Oh my gosh, that's a, that is a tough one because I could see it kind of going either way. Um, you know, of course, in my previous role, I think on the operations side and leading kind of a larger initiative for the company, I think it was that project management took the took the focus and then trying to fold in some of that change management. But now, you know, living and breeding change management on a full time basis. Um, I mean, I think it it has to be integrated in from the very beginning with the project management piece, and it's hard to say uh, one over the other. Um, I so I don't yeah I could see kind of that conversation going back and forth either way, but um, I think it's definitely something that has to be there from the beginning of a project plan. Um, oftentimes, I think when people think about some of that people side of change, it's already too late or you're too far down the path. Um, and to me, I think it's important to kind of bring people along with the change. Like you, you don't want the change to feel like it's just being pushed down or it's happening to them. They need to be bought in and engaged and brought along with the change. So I think I, you know, I don't know which one's right, but I think they definitely need to be, you know, thought about at the very beginning of a project or, or change or process, um, versus kind of that afterthought. Yeah, I I totally agree. And it's been so interesting, you know, even being in the space of technology uh, driven change and digital change, where I spent a lot of time with, um, you know, the cloud tools and and coming in and helping workforces evolve and change. And um, it is it is interesting to see those those conversations and discussions shifting a little bit where people, I think they are starting to ask about the workforce and the morale and the is the culture ready for the change a little earlier than, than what I've seen in the past? And I think that's partly because in kind of this cloud first, digital first world, we have the opportunity to frankly expose and showcase some of these things earlier than we normally would. In the past, mm-hmm. you know, these tools would be worked on by a functional team um, for many, many months before anybody could see anything or demo it or showcase it. And now I think sort of in the iterative, you know, sprint model, um, agile model, 
Um, some pe some people, you know, work in pods and in different ways. There's an opportunity to share more of that and show more of that, mm -hmm. and then get the real response from um, from people in the workforce to gauge the the readiness. As you yeah. think about that um, that aspect, because you've seen it, I know we worked on it like that together. Um, any thoughts on that? The readiness, like how how people. Is it easier to gain to gain an understanding of readiness for people um, these days than it was in the past? What informs that from from your even your operations experience in going into change management? Hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. I don't know. Um, you know, I think it for me just in my previous role where I was kind of on that that front line and had those connections with. Um, the team members, I think it was that we're going to be impacted. I think it was easier then just to understand the readiness. Um, so I think for me, my answer probably goes, it, it depends on kind of for me, like where you sit and how close you are, um, to those impacted, you know, for the current project that I'm on, um, being in that change management role. So I'm removed from the kind of the everyday day to day operations. Um, it is a little bit harder for me to, assess overall the readiness for that change, but that's where I think you have to be purposeful about understanding and connecting with those people that are going to be impacted. Um, so for me, one of the things that our team has done and we really rallied behind and, and helped us connect us to our purpose was shadowing. So going out, um, yeah. spending time with a variety of roles um, that are going to be impacted just to understand current state, um, so that we knew how they were going to be impacted and but also just talking to them about how is the best way to support them. Like the organization I'm at is so dispersed um, and such a variety of roles that, you know, how do people want to be communicated with? How do people want to be engaged and trained? And that's going to vary based on their role, their location. Um, and so for me, it was all about going out and and I think just connecting with some of those people to really understand more of that readiness. Yeah, I totally echo that. I, I remember, you know, as, as you were describing the, the concept of the importance of shadowing, I remember um, having worked across different industries. I, I worked in, you know, in energy and utilities for a while and also in healthcare. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting how important both of those industries, mm -hmm. in my experience in, in supporting people through change, shadowing was so important. So in the in the energy and utilities example, you know, the opportunity to go out with technicians and when they, mm -hmm. you know, and I put in air quotes here, roll the trucks, right? When you roll the <laughs> truck out to service and spending time with those drivers and those technicians and those mechanics and understanding what they had to go through when they were mm -hmm. rolling the trucks and they'd get to a, you know, maybe they get to a residence and it was behind a certain gate or there was that dog that everybody talks about, you know, af afraid of being <laughs> bitten by. And so, you know, just seeing what they were going through was so helpful to inform the ways that we could better support them, you know, in the change, giving them devices, giving them iPads, things on their devices that showed them yeah. some of that data. And then on, on the, on the, in the other example in healthcare, having supported clinicians and physicians with the ep the rollout of Epic, it was so fascinating to sit down with them and and literally hear from them. They're, the trouble, the, the challenge is I have to look at a screen and not the patient. And mm -hmm. when you're clicking through all those fields, it's important to get that data in there. But just shadowing some of the physicians uh, and having them say, 
look, this is really hard because I spend more time with a screen than I do a person. And the person is the one that needs healing and I need to be part of that healing. So is there a way that we can, I don't know, lessen the amount of data that has to be put in at this juncture? Is there a way that we can capture it another way so that we can spend more time, you know, um, at, with the patient? I totally agree. The power of the shadowing yeah. is, is really, really, really important. Um, do yeah. you see, it, it, oh, go on. I was just going to say, yeah, I was just going to say, I think too, that, uh, you know, thinking about in the healthcare and some of those frontline team members, even, you know, um, you know, the opposite problem is that they don't have enough time in front of a screen or a computer. And so I think we're so reliant on email and, you know, other right. kind of social platforms that are available in the workplace to, to communicate and engage with those audiences, you really got to kind of step outside of the norm and figure out other ways to connect with those people, especially in, in just trying to, you know, minimize the time that you're, you're spending with them because you've got to minimize, you know, make sure that we're not interrupting patient care and things like that. So I think um, that also just presents a, a unique challenge in the healthcare industry. Yeah. And I think it, it, one of the things I always tell some teams, you know, be it customers, clients, or peers is, um, don't feel the pressure that you have to have all the answers without asking the questions. I mean, there's a lot of power in sitting down with someone, mm -hmm. just asking them, you know, right. what does this feel like? Is there, is there a way that this could be better? Um, take the guesswork out of it. You know, and I think mm -hmm. just asking the question in a very humane way um, can get yeah. you a lot of really powerful data and answers, um, which I think is, yeah. is really um you know, an opportune, you know, an opportune thing. So being in, yep. I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit more about being um, in the healthcare industry, because there is no lack of change that is coming. Um, <laughs> I was at a fascinating conference uh, a couple weeks ago, and it was sort of on the, they call the five points or five P's of healthcare. And all of the perspectives were, you know, from payers, providers, patients, um, policy, um, and so it's, you can imagine it was just all perspectives of, uh, um, yeah. of the healthcare industry and every one of them had a, a really unique, um, way of describing how they were handling the tidal wave of changes that are coming. Um, mm -hmm. in your role, uh, I guess two part question. One is, um, how, you know, how do, how do you and your team kind of stay healthy in that change that's all around mm -hmm. you? And then in those that you serve, what is some of the advice you share with them on how to, how to stay healthy in, in the change and the amount of, um, that's coming at people? Yeah. So I, um, I think as far as like just kind of our team, we have a really large project team. And so one of the things I think that's unique to, to what we're doing is not just focusing on you know, the group of, you know, the frontline team members and managers that are going to be impacted, but we really kind of have a whole work stream that's focused on the health of our project team. So we are really focusing on that, that team effectiveness and making sure, um, you know, that we have got ways to connect the team to celebrate and recognize the hard work that's going on there, um, the necessary communications, the monthly all hands meeting. So we are really doing a lot to make sure that we are supporting our project team because we've got to make sure that, that team stays healthy, you know, to get us over the finish line. Um, so I think that's definitely an important aspect and, and kind of unique, I think, from just some of the other um, change management people that I've spoken to. Um, 
And then you said, you're sorry, your question was then about how to, to keep it positive and going for the frontline people as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think part of it is just getting out in front of people and uh, making sure that we're connecting all across the organization um, and targeting the, you know, the variety of audiences. So, you know, you've got your executives and, you know, then you've got those middle line managers and then you've got your frontline team members. So I think it's making sure that we're connecting at all of the different levels across the organization. And, um, you know, in the absence of information, people, you know, kind of fill in the blanks themselves. And so for us, it's making sure that we're getting out there frequently, but making sure we have pertinent updates and things to share, but getting out there frequently so that people understand uh, what's going on, where we're at, when things are, are going to be coming. Um, and so I think those are just a couple of, of key things that we're kind of doing to make sure that these changes are, are well received in the organization. Yeah, I think that's a very, a very good point. In the absence of information, um, people fill it with assumptions. Um, because yeah. we're, you know, as humans, we're pattern-seeking devices. So we will find a piece <laughs> and we will plug it in, even if it is the wrong piece and it has the wrong information. Yeah. Um, and that can that can cause all sorts of issues. Um, so I think that's a very powerful point. Um, my last question, um, as we as we wrap up here soon, um, really is uh, is kind of based on this. I think yours is such a great example of this, you know, career change and the amount of change mm-hmm. that is happening. And people can do a mid career change, and people can find a passion and and listen to their passion, and then do a career change and get closer to that level of fulfillment. So one of the things I always end up answering questions for, for young people, they always say to me, how did you find change management? How did you get into it? Do I need to have studied it for all these years to get into it? And usually my answer to them, and I may have even shared this with you when we met years ago was, I think it found me, you know, change found me. Not, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't set out to find it. Um, but if you were to, if you were to give some advice uh, maybe to some people listening who might be mid-career, right? And have, they've been doing some different things like operations or they've been doing project management and they have been listening to some, con- you know, to this conversation, other conversations, and they feel like, hey, I, I do think I wanna get closer to this and explore this. What mm-hmm. advice would you have for them in terms of how you started, where you looked at, what certifications you pursued? A little bit about that would be great. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, just to kind of start when I was, kind of thinking about making your career change, you know, I really just focused in on, okay, what are the, the different aspects of my job and what really gives me the most joy and fulfillment and how do I take that and, and turn that into something different than what I'm doing today? And so, you know, when I looked at, okay, like I love training and the impact, of, you know, that you can have on people with training and then, you know, the communications, you know, that also kind of fell in my realm and that can really make a big difference with people. And so it's like, Oh, wow. So those are the pieces I really kind of hone in on. And then, again, the, the opportunity for to kind of formalize the change manual practice was, was kind of presented to me. I, I didn't go out and find it. Um, and But I will say, uh, since getting into this, there is, I just noticed more and more the opportunities for change management. Um, there's constantly things on LinkedIn about it and new groups forming and jobs. So I um, can tell it's very much kind of a a hot uh, industry to be in right now, which is, I think is really exciting, just that there's more and more opportunity to, to focus on the people. Um, as far as certifications, uh, I have gone through the ProSci 
change practitioner certification. So um, a three-day program that really helps introduce a wide variety of tools, um, templates, and really just to kind of, it really helps provide the framework for which we operate um, today in my, in my role at a an organizational level and approaching that change, but also kind of down then to the individual level as well. So I would say anyone that's thinking about getting into that, I, I think the ProSci um, certification is great. There's definitely some other certifications I've, I've seen out there. I haven't had the opportunity. I think it's the AACP or CCNC. Yeah. Yeah. I thank you. Uh, so there's some other things out there that I've seen. I haven't had an opportunity to really to pursue and take those next steps. But for me, that that pro side training was really key um, in helping just provide those tools and, and resources to really to get ready and prepare to deploy. But um, and I think just you know keeping in that mindset that those those tools and resources are, are there, but you really you've got to know your organization and your people best and, and use kind of one size fits all approach. Um, you know, taking it, customizing it and using what works best for what you're doing, for the change you're doing, for um, you just how ready people are for that change. Yeah, no, I I appreciate that perspective for sure. The no no one size fits all and I agree, you know, having, having gotten certifications, um, they are, they are powerful. They are, um, great, but they themselves do not, um, do the work, right. You have to build those right. relationships and you have to get out there and shadow people and meet people where they're at and bring empathy. And that's, that's what keeps, um, keeps me very engaged in this work as well. So, yep. well, thank you, Angela, for your time. This was great to capture your perspective. Um, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm honored to uh, get to share your story. And hopefully it inspires a few other people to maybe do some, uh, you know, mid-career changes and we get a few more people in that change management community with uh, great expertise like yourself. So thank you for the time. Yeah, thank you, Will. This was great. I enjoyed talking with you. Thanks.